0: Hello? Anybody
1: home? Today, I want you to open your mind. I've almost come to the conclusion that the story is so damning that the mass of people
0: can't deal with it. We are in process of developing a whole
2: series of techniques to get people actually to love their servitude. We face a hostile ideology, global in scope, atheistic in character, ruthless in purpose, and insidious in method. For we are opposed around the world by a monolithic and ruthless conspiracy that relies primarily on covet means for expanding its sphere of influence.
0: To change the minds and the attitudes and the beliefs of the people
2: to recognize the worth, the dignity, the rights of man. That state is obsolete. A case to be filed under M for Mankind in the Twilight Zone.
3: About time some of you got acquainted with the real hard truth. It's the heart that says,
2: I will not acquiesce.
3: Broadcasting from the Sonoran Desert, I'm your host Ryan Gable, and this is The Secret Teachings Radio broadcasting Monday through Friday, 10 p.m. to midnight Pacific, right after Clyde Lewis and Ground Zero. Thank you so much for tuning in. It is Thursday, the day of Thor, August 25th, 2022. And I have something pretty terrifying to share with you, pretty revealing to share with you tonight. We'll get to that in just a moment. Before we do, though, if you'd like to contact the show, R D G A B L E at yahoo.com. That's already Gable at yahoo.com. Check us out on social media, facebook.com forward slash the secret teachings and Twitter, TST underscore, underscore radio. If you want to listen to the secret teachings during the day, during the night, after, before the show broadcasts Monday through Friday, just go to a radio or podcast application or player, search the name of the show, scroll down, and you should be able to find the show. It should pop up right at the top. Please leave us a review if you are listening specifically on Apple Podcasts. Let us and others know what you think of the show. And if you'd like to listen to the show without the annoying advertisements that the algorithm places in those free archives, which we get the monetized benefit from, that's the main way we support the show financially, you can go to our website, www.thesecretteachings.info, You go to the website, hit the subscribe button at the top of the page. You'll be given an option for weekly, monthly, or yearly subscriptions to the archive. You can also donate the cost of uh, a year, for example, and uh, just a one-time donation so it's not reoccurring. And you're going to get access to the full show archive. You won't have those outside advertisements. You'll get access to the montages, digital versions of all of my books. There's a book page that is only accessible to members. Of our website, and you'll get to download and listen, or excuse me, download and read. Download and listen the show. Download and read all of my books, including my new book, Liberty Shrugged, which I really hope that you go get a copy of. There's a page on our website for it. You can read about the book. It just came out, Liberty Shrugged. That's Liberty Shrugged at the secret teachings. So tonight is going to be either completely terrifying at least this first segment, or it's going to be so revelatory to me as it may be to you that it won't actually seem that scary. I'm not really sure how to address it. For I don't know, at least at least five solid years but for probably a, a, a good eight or nine years of doing radio, I've done done this for 13, but for a Big majority of radio, I have talked about archetypes and myths. I've talked about Joseph Campbell and Carl Jung. I've talked about symbols. I've talked about the mythologies and the archetypes that are placed into music videos. I've discussed how the same images are put in music videos, they're put on album covers, they're put in TV shows, they're put in movies. And they're put places where they otherwise don't belong. Certain symbols, certain images, certain types of things. One example I gave on Monday's show, if you missed Monday's show, it's a really good show. The show was about a new song that came out last week called Pink Venom. And in that song, Pink Venom, by a band from South Korea called Black Pink, along with the Broken Mirror, the Woman in the Red Dress, the Rose in the Hair, the upside-down triangular prison, the breaking of personalities and breaking of walls, the red-headed goddess, demon-temptress Lilith, the black apple that's poisoned from the tree of life, the tree of death, the Egyptian temples, the blue bird, which is consciousness, like Twitter stuck in a golden cage. Beside all of that, beside the moon goddess in the video, beside the images of um, a high class clothing brand named Celine. and then in the next series of images they show you the moon goddess as if it's just a coincidence. Beside all of that there is a scene where a woman is dipping her hands into a pool of black, oily gooey substance and then she has a beating heart in her hand and she dips that into the black, oily gooey substance. That black, oily, gooey substance is what I call black goo. A lot of other people also refer to it as black goo. Black goo is something that is not just a symbol in a movie or a TV show. It's not just a symbol in a music video. Black goo is an actual thing. Black goo is a real thing. A thing that Some refer to as mysterious, others refer to as simply a natural uh, thing, a natural byproduct of of nature. Some say that this black oily substance is just oil, like in the X-Files, it's just oil that is possessed by an alien virus. In other cases, black goo is comprised of something that is more like a a biological or synthetic thing itself that is conscious, that is alive, or it could have nano properties. It could do a lot of different types of things. It could release a, a, a spores that could get into the body, and like in the movie Alien, it's also some sort of Alien substance that has the ability to transform the physical, biological structure of nature. It's a lot of things. It's hard to narrow it down to one specific thing. That's black goo. Well, I have an article in front of me here. And this is an article that I normally don't read entire articles. But I think I need to read you this entire article. I'm not going to do it right now, but I am going to give you an idea of what this article is about. This is the first time I've actually seen this in the news. This is Wired Magazine, so it's a pretty prestigious publication for technology and for things that are, that are not so political. And here is the title of the article, The Biggest Threat to Humanity? Black Goo. Seen most recently in sci-fi shows like Westworld and Severance, the sinister substance also exists in the real world where it may control us all. This is also parallel to when you read articles from MIT, and MIT is talking about artificial intelligence, and they're using black cubes to represent AI. Now, that is a sort of a famous article, at least in my circle, my, my line of work, the MIT article about AI with the black cube. Scientists also believe that the universe is structured inside of a cube, otherwise known perhaps as Metatron's cube. And we find in geometry the seven points of light and the seven points points of creation that stem from an eighth point or the eighth sphere, something that is in occult in esoteric literature going back hundreds of years. But the cube itself is present here on Earth in the form of advanced supercomputers and quantum computers, such as the IBM computer, the IBM quantum computer, which is a slimy, oily, gooey-looking black cube, something that might be described in the Bible as having the dimensions of the sacred temple wherein perhaps the communication between man and God occurs. This is the way that we contact, the way that we communicate, the way that we interact with things that are not from this world. Geordie Rose said it, inventor of the D-Wave quantum computer. Geordie Rose said it that we could go into other worlds, other dimensions, we could extract resources. And it's not that what we find in these other worlds, these other dimensions, these other places, it's not that what we find there that they're going to be evil, that they're going to be uh, they're going to be forms of life as we know it, that there might be these immense beings and demons and whatever we want to call them, but they're not really interested in us. They step right over us or step right on us. This is what H.P. Lovecraft called cosmicism. It's the idea that there are immensely intelligent, powerful, immense, large, giant beings, creatures that don't care much about us because maybe we're less than ants even. So all of these ideas, the cube, the black goo, communicating with other worlds opening up doorways into other worlds and I find it interesting just as an example I mentioned this on Monday's show I've never been a, a, a fan of fictional uh, writing I, I'm not able to read fiction very well I'm a, I'm a nonfiction guy I'd actually rather read a textbook than I would a fiction book but recently I, I bought the entire uh, well the original uh, two trilogies of Dune and I read the first book in about two weeks. And, and then I read, I'm in the middle of reading the second one, Dune Messiah. And I I, I saw the Dune movie. And the um, first book, the copy I have is 800 pages. And at no point in 800 pages did um, Mr. Herbert mention Black Goo. And yet, in the Dune movie, there is Black Goo. Where the Baron Harkonnen is actually... Regenerating in a pool of black goo, and one of his aides are pouring out of a container the black goo into his little bath/slash regeneration chamber. Something, you know, something kind of like, uh, you know, a, a, almost like a Darth Vader setup, but much, perhaps even much more darker than that. But that's not in the book, at least unless, unless I skipped a page. Why would that be placed in the movie? I mean, they could have used anything to represent a a healing chamber. They had him submerged instead in black goo. That's my question. I read the whole book. I read all of Dune, and I don't understand why in the movie they incorporated black goo. It's almost as if there is something in Hollywood. There is something in the Hollywood Hills. I say the Hollywood Hills have eyes. I did a show called Hollywood Hills have eyes. The Hollywood Hills Have Eyes. There's something watching Hollywood. There's something watching you through your TV. There's something watching you through your phone and your tablet. There's something watching us. There's something interacting with us. You know, Elon Musk called it a brain virus, uh, like an infection that gets into people's minds and it, and it makes them do things. Um, it's a mind parasite. You know, I think that clearly there is, there is something happening in our world in both politics and entertainment and religion a lot of people would just call it satanic, call it evil, call it the devil call it whatever but there's something present here on earth, I, I don't know if you can feel it if you pay attention to the entertainment we digest and the politics that we participate in I'm not talking about political debates. I'm not talking about, hey, you listen to a new song that came out. I'm talking about the, the root core of the most popular of everything. And it all uses the same mind-bending imagery. It's almost like every popular movie, maybe minus uh, the new Top Gun movie, but every major Hollywood pushed, produced movie TV show, music video, it's all always showing us the same exact thing. It's like that there's something in the minds of these artists or in the minds of the the technicians that build new technologies and the minds of of certain politicians that push for certain types of agendas. It's like that there's something infecting the mind. There's something infesting the mind. Perhaps it's coming from somewhere else. It does not seem human. Now that I've prefaced with that, I want to take you back to the mundane for a moment. I did a show so a while ago I did a show called the Hundred Flowers President. It's called the Hundred Flowers President. I believe it was in July of 2020 2021 says July 13th, 2020. 100 flowers president. I want you to stay with me. We're not diverting to talk about politics. Just stay with me and we'll come back around to the black goose soon. I believe, having read extensive history books, especially about the Chinese revolution in the 1940s, there was a point after Mao Zedong took over China that knowing that people did not like the new system, people had starved to death by the millions, people were being beaten, people were being tortured, people were being raped, people were having their property taken, That had, if, it, if you hadn't had everything totally collectivized, your property, whatever you had, would still, would, would still be taken, would be stolen. It was a horrible, horrible place to live, and a horrible time to live, and uh, China is still suffering from that horror. At one point in Mao's reign, though, Mao had his party members begin to address the public and ask for public opinion on what could be done to make the the life of the average chinese person better. And people at first were terrified by the idea of expressing anything except love for the party. This is a true story. So This is known as the Hundred Flowers campaign. Mao said, we promise that whatever you say to us will not have any effect on you or your family. No matter what you say, if you don't like something we're doing, it's not like we're going to come kill you. Just tell us what you don't like so we can fix it. So people started to write letters. It's a propaganda campaign. People started to write letters, though, too to Mao, to the party. And as they started to write letters to Mao, obviously he was lying. He was a piece of garbage. Mao sent his Red Guards and he sent his jackbooted Nazi Gestapo. Same type of authoritarianism. It's about time we start talking about cadres and Red Guards. I'm tired of hearing about the Gestapo personally. He sent his Gestapo to torture and to terrorize anybody who had written a letter that did not praise the Communist Party. And it also forced people who otherwise didn't want to say anything to participate. You know, kind of like that recent slogan and saying we've heard the last couple of years, silence is violence. If you didn't say anything, they still came after you. So you better praise the party or you might lose your head. Now, the Hundred Flowers campaign led to Countless people being rounded up, tortured, killed, etc. It was all based on a lie that we want to hear what you have to say. We want to hear the reasons you're upset. Now, I suggested on my show back in 2020 that the entirety of the Trump administration as a symbol was nothing more than a 100 flowers campaign campaign. Of the campaigning Jack Buddha Gestapo communist red guard ideology that has infected and infested the minds, particularly at universities, of the youth, that has worked to disrupt families, to disrupt the economy, etc., I believe that the entire Trump administration is a hundred flowers campaign, intentionally created as such and allowed to blossom as such, or used as a byproduct of the utilization of honest democracy and voting. Therefore, the Trump administration allowed the state to identify those who supported the principles and the ideas and the concepts that tyrannical states and tyrannical ideologies that want to censor speech and they want to take control of your body don't like. So they used the image of Trump and 45 and all those things to isolate the people who are proud Americans. Now you see they're coming after you. They're coming after you with the DOJ. They're coming after you with the FBI. They're coming after you with local police and swatting. They're coming after you with the IRS. More so than ever before. Who wants to speak up and tell us what they think of establishment hacks like Obama and Bush? And people said... I'm willing to do it. I'll vote for Trump. Screw Hillary Clinton. And then they use Trump and his supporters to isolate those Americans who might not even be Trump supporters, but who just who like America. It's a similar kind of a thing. It's the hundred flowers campaign today. Now, beyond that, we have another president, Joe Biden, and we did a show on Tuesday with a gentleman named Jay Parker, who grew up Initially in Pennsylvania and then moved to Arden, Delaware. Joe Biden grew up in Pennsylvania until he was about nine or 10, and then he moved to Delaware. And he lived very close to Jay Parker. Jay Parker had a couple brothers. One of his brothers met Joe Biden. Now, Joe, Jay Parker claims that he was raised in a satanic family, he was horribly abused. I believe that Jay Parker was terribly abused by his parents, his dad in particular. And the story progresses to the modern day where Joe Biden is president and we know all about the corrupt business dealings, the threats, the assassination threats. We know about the laptop and the iCloud and the Ashley Biden diary and the sexualizing of his own children and the kissing of the granddaughter on the list know all about that stuff. But I said on Tuesday that Joe Biden is a symbol of decay. He's a corpse, a husk. He's a representation of a dying system. He is another pawn. Just like the Trump administration was used as a pawn to isolate real Americans, in a sense. So what I was thinking is, you know, as much as people don't like Joe Biden, they say, you know, FJB. And people scream at him like they screamed at Trump. You know, all that Joe Biden is as a corpse and a husk is two minutes of hate. And as much power as we might think Joe Biden has. Joe Biden is a symbol in his last years of life, clearly. And although it might look glorious and glamorous and it looks like he has all this power. He is the punching bag. He is the target for all the hatred to be poured out. He doesn't actually have the kind of power we think he has or his supporters want him to have. He didn't actually cancel student loan debt. That president can't do that. Congress has to do that. In other words, what I'm saying here is from psychology to the paranormal, from the mind virus and the things that are infesting our culture to the things that we think are just mundane or natural, but they're used to isolate those of us who think for ourselves. They're used to isolate those of us who like the movie invasion those of us who still have emotion those of us who are still human whatever this presence whatever this force is it is very anti-human perhaps it is black goo or whatever black goo represents but it does not like life maybe it's like the borg it does not like humans it does not like human beings to congregate and to discuss things and to talk and to have families there's something evil There's something present that is very evil and we're going to talk about it in more detail tonight on The Secret Teachings. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings and there's a lot more after this. Don't go anywhere.
0: Listening to the Secret Teachings. For more information on the show or to contact Ryan, visit thesecretteachings.info or email Ryan at
1: rdgable at yahoo.com. Hey, this is John Peasy at johnpeasy.com, and I'm here with Ryan Gable from the Secret Teachings.
3: It's the Secret Teachings, one of the homes of the original Super Bowl analysis, airing exclusively five nights a week on Ground Zero Radio.
2: www.thesecretteachings.info That's where you can read reviews, see pictures, and even order yours today.
0: Are you intrigued by Paranormal Talk Radio? You'll love the new Paranormal Radio app from TalkStream Live. You'll find a great selection of talk shows covering UFOs, ghosts, strange phenomena, and much more. Download the Paranormal Radio app now and start listening to the very best in paranormal talk entertainment, including the network you're listening to right now. The Paranormal Radio app, free in Google Play and the
3: iOS App Store. You could listen to this.
1: And again,
0: you know, people say David has no evidence, David has no evidence.
2: This is Kev Baker of The Kev Baker Show, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable.
3: Broadcasting from somewhere between the normal and abnormal. A collection of question marks. No reason, no explanation. Just a prolonged nightmare in which fear, loneliness, and the unexplainable walk hand in hand through the shadows. It's The Secret Teachings on Ground Zero Radio. You are listening to The Secret Teachings Radio, and I am your host, Ryan Gable. Thank you so much for joining us. There was a movie that came out a few years ago, John Goodman, and it called Captive State. I thought it was a pretty good alien movie. It was back in 2019, it got really poor reviews. It was a very political alien movie. It wasn't like District 9, although there were a lot of political tones to that as well. It's basically... Aliens that took over planet Earth and they had humans working on the construction of these underground facilities. Most of it was secret to the average person. Most people lived in ghettos and in poverty and humans were working with the aliens. The aliens had this advanced technology. They could pretty much wipe humans out. So governments stopped resisting and made a deal with these demons, with these extraterrestrials. I thought it was a really good movie because it has, it has a lot of parallels to the types of fringe thoughts, which is probably why it was written, a lot of the types of fringe thoughts that we might have on late-night radio. And something like politics and statecraft, even priestcraft, These are things that are not confined to uh, boardrooms and presidential offices and temples that are religiously centered. These are things that we have to understand are part of the fabric of our society of our perception of reality in the sense that you cannot escape the state and you cannot escape the priest and you certainly can't escape the energies and the forces that are working behind them and through them. I maintain that the entirety of the Trump administration as a symbol was nothing more than a communist hundred flowers campaign to weed out, to smoke out, to beat out, and to drive out all of those who truly love the country that they live in. It was meant to destabilize, through media, through rhetoric and violence it was meant to destabilize the societal structure. And then they give you the unholy sacrament that is Joe Biden. A man who clearly is not cognitive in his abilities, his cognitive abilities have declined drastically. He's unable to finish sentences most of the time. He looks like a corpse. And I don't mean that to be mean or derogatory. He looks like a corpse. If you've seen Joe Biden, you probably know this. The guy is a husk. He's a shell. And although people get mad at Joe Biden, just like they got mad at Trump or Obama, it's unfortunate that the executive authority, the executive branch, has become more of a symbol of alternative, alternate forces, then it has become a symbol of leadership. Trump wasn't a leader either. Trump let everything be locked down. Trump did not exercise his authority or direct Congress to exercise their authority. As far as I'm concerned, Trump was a loser. Joe Biden's a bigger loser, but that's kind of the whole point. They're losers. It's been a long time since we've actually had a real leader in who is sat in the executive office. Part of the problem is we think the president is the ruler. He, he's not the ruler. Congress has the power. president doesn't have authority to drop your student loan debt. He can defer it through executive action, but he can't get rid of it. They're just buying cheap votes. That's what they're doing. Well, they're cheap for them. They're not cheap for you because the student loan forgiveness would come with a price tag of hundreds of billions of dollars, and it doesn't, of course, benefit anybody else who saved money and paid off the debt or paid to go to school, you get screwed. But people who either were lazy or people that just were bums or, yeah, some people have a hard time doing things, but other people have a hard time doing things like working and paying off their loans. And yet they did it anyway. But my point here is president doesn't have that authority. He is used. And this student loan thing is such a great example of the underlying esoteric qualities of tonight's show, there is no authority for the president to do that. There was no authority for the CDC to end evictions. There was no authority for the CDC to force you to wear a mask over and over and over again. The exercising of authority that isn't there, that doesn't exist except in your minds and what we allow the people that we say are our leaders to do. And no matter what the people want, it always seems like there is a force that is communicating through our quote leaders that are telling us that we have to do the opposite of what we actually want to do. A lot of people are brainwashed and manipulated. A lot of people are brain dead and go along because they think it'll be easier. And you notice that we select those people who speak the loudest against the system. We select those people who might just be in the wrong place at the wrong time. And I think that the Trump symbol is precisely used for that reasoning. That is the 100 Flowers campaign. But listen, this guy, Joe Biden, that symbol of death and decay in the White House, as much as it looks like that man has power, he is a husk, he is a symbol of decay, and he is not obviously in control of anything. And that's the point. The more brazen, the more blatant, the more corrupt, the more decadent the elite powers become, the more they rub it in your face and the less they have to work to make you convinced that you actually have a say in how the system works. Now, that's not the U.S. Republic. That has been dead for a long time. In other words, Joe Biden is basically a sacrificial I don't know if I'd call him a lamb, but a sacrificial goat. He has no control, no power. It's all an illusion, executive action, executive action, executive action, shaking hands with the air. It's a giant ruse. It's a joke, but he is the unholy sacrament that we spit on, that we scream at, that we call names. He is like Emmanuel Goldstein. He is the two minutes of hate. The president of the United States has become a symbol of the two minutes of hate. But this is priestcraft. This is magic. Last night we discussed how environmentalists and scientists, rather than working with species that are going extinct, want to bring species that never existed on our timetable, that humans have lived, as, as we know humans, They want to bring the woolly mammoth back from the dead. These are basically acts of necromancy. When we see the mind molded and shaped like it has been under the Trump administration, the hatred or the blind love, we see uh, priestcraft from the priestly class active in an otherwise civil society where we don't think that these kinds of things happen, nor could they happen. We think that they're relegated to some primitive past where there are no magicians in the, in the king's court, in the pharaoh's court. There, there's no such thing as magic. There's no such thing as the unseen. Joe Biden is simply a symbol where we direct all of our hatred. And as much as it looks like he has power and he's enjoying himself, that man is suffering. If there's even a man left in that body, a soul left in that body. That's when it starts to get tricky. That's when it starts to feel dark and evil and it seems like it's hopeless. I don't think it's hopeless. I don't think it's hopeless at all. But there are certain things that make me feel as if I've got like bugs crawling all over me. There's just something that makes me feel weird. And I've told you about it for years. I've told you about it. I watch movies. I watch TV shows. I watch music videos. And I see it there. All the archetypes. All the symbols. All the subtle programming themes of the mind. Monarch butterflies. Red roses. Broken mirrors. Poisoned apples. It's not just because Joseph Campbell or Carl Jung described that these are things that appeal to us. Or even Jordan Peterson for that matter. I believe it's something more keen to captive state. Now, this might seem extremely fringe to you, but this is not my reporting on this. Wired magazine. Pretty prestigious in in, in some way for some people. Wired magazine. I mean, it's not before it's news. It's not Fox News. It's not CNN. It's wired. The biggest threat to humanity. You want to know what the biggest threat to humanity is? They say, in their own words, black goo. I normally don't read articles, but I'm going to read this article to you. We might not even get finished with it before the end of the segment, but I think it's very important that I read at least most of this to you. Here's what it says. Wired Magazine, August 24th, 2022, The Biggest Threat to Humanity, Black Goo. Seen most recently in sci-fi movies and shows like Westworld and Severance, this sinister substance, it also exists in the real world, they say. Where it may control us all. Where it may control us all. I'm not telling you this to scare you. I'm reading this to you because for years I've told you about black goo. And suddenly there's an open acknowledgement that black goo is a real thing. But what exactly is black goo? Well, Here's the question, and the answer is something that they say could change the world. Here's the question. What the hell happened to graphene? Maybe you remember graphene. It got big, oh, tenish years ago, around the time when two University of Manchester researchers won the Nobel Prize for discovering it. That's in scare quotes, because all they really did, in a now-famous example of serendipity in the sciences, was peel a piece of literal sticky tape off of graphite, the stuff in pencils, and notice, basically by accident, that the residual flakes comprised a single layer of carbon atoms, and there, behold, graphene was created, the first uh, in the world 2D material. And that's in quotations, 2D material, because you can see it with the naked eye. So it has some three-dimensional quality to it. Graphene was a miracle material, a carbonaceous coup. It was as if some alien had handed us the keys to the future. Stiff but stretchy, micro-thin but super-strong, translucent but impermeable, and transitorisable to boot. Immediately, scientists promise us the stars, flying cars, vicious drug delivery droids, elevators from Earth to the space station. The visions, the predictions of sci-fi writers and tech gurus. Manchester University announced in a video, we are finally within, these things are finally within our grasp. It was as if science fiction had become reality, according to Samsung. Quantum this and superconducting that, billions of dollars invested, labs set up everywhere, and then nothing sort of disappeared. You could find graphene in a lot of things, though. You can find it in phones. People do origami with it. People make condoms with it. So they ask the question, how can the most miraculous material in the history of the world with all of this financing, all of this money, dematerialize? So here's the official explanation. Science is slow. The market resists change, and graphene's probably too good at what it does anyway, so let's look at other 2D materials instead. The article goes on to say, The truth is different, though. There's something slimy going on. If you ever actually played with graphene, maybe made a solution of it, or spiked it with some acid to transform it into graphene oxide, then you know what it can look like. It can look quite scary. Indeed, like slime, all black and gooey, even alive. It could mean that the official explanation for what happened to graphene, the scientific explanation, is a lie. It could mean that graphene didn't just dematerialize, but quite the opposite, rematerialized. It could mean that the worst thing that couldn't happen did happen. It could mean that graphene turned into a substance of purest evil, black goo, It took over the world. This isn't me writing this. This is this is Wired Magazine. Just 10 years ago, roughly, this was discovered officially. Now, it says you're not supposed to know that you're being mind-controlled. And it plays on these themes of the esoteric and themes of science fiction, et cetera, in the article. But it says, this year alone, Black Goo, the science fictional name for the science Factual Graphene Oxide, Science Factual Graphene Oxide, has seeped its way into not one, but two sci-fi shows, Severance and Westworld. I've never seen Severance. I've seen Westworld. I know Black Goo is in Westworld. But it's also in a lot of other things. Uh, Stranger Things. It's in Stranger Things as well. They mentioned that in the article. Now, obviously, they haven't paid too much attention because it's in a lot more than just those three TV shows in the last year. But it's an interesting question. It's a question that I keep asking. Why is it in everything? I read Dune. Dune doesn't have black goo in the first book, and yet there's black goo. Star Trek has uh, black goo, the Star Trek movies. I mean, you name it, there is black goo in everything. Why? It's literally in almost every major TV show movie and music video. It's everywhere. Why? It says, start with Westworld, whose latent season finds the robots in complete control of humankind. This they accomplish, the robot in chief indicates, using a combination of files, parasites, and black goo. We see vats of the stuff. Yes, they used that in Dune, although it had nothing to do with the original uh, book. Vats of black goo that were glistening, sickly. It seemed to be the medium in which the parasites are growing. A callback to the first major appearance of black goo in the canon. The purity virus in the X-Files. And I don't know if that really is the original black goo. I don't think that it is. Because the alien franchise is based off of this black goo substance that is a bioweapon. It creates... And it destroys life. So you have a medium, this black goo where parasites grow. Robots use it to take over the world. And the purity virus in the X-Files is a virus that takes over natural oil. And it infects people just like in the Alien franchise. It references back to Season 3 in the X-Files. French salvagers discover... An alien vessel deep in the ocean and mysteriously die, but a diving suit belonging to one of them is covered. Mulder discovers in some kind of oil. Obviously, they also call it black oil. In the X Files they also call it black cancer. Black oil, black goo, black cancer. They call it a lot of different names. It's a medium used by alien creatures to body jump in the X Files. Very similar to Westworld, it's where they grow parasites, robots take over the world. It's something that in the X-Files, thanks to Dana Scully, we learn that this substance is a vermiform organism that gets attached to the pineal gland. Any of this sound familiar to you? Even if you haven't watched the X-Files, you heard this anywhere. A veriform organism that gets attached to the pineal gland. Black goo is not just a medium. Black goo is the system, the structure, the intelligence itself. Sometimes the victims of black goo in the X-Files survive. Sometimes they do not. says, so not so much the victims in the alien franchise, which constitutes the goo's best-known modern manifestation – Of course, you have the xenomorph. Any living thing that comes into direct contact with the black goo, known as chemical A03959X.91-15, will either die horribly, give birth to monsters, or become a monster themselves. You see a lot of this in the movie Prometheus. Prometheus is probably a A really good uh, movie to watch if you've never actually seen the black goo. It's in Prometheus. It's also in Raqqa, a very small, short film by Neil Blomkamp, where Sigourney Weaver leads a last hurrah in 2020 Texas against alien colonizers equipped with black goo weaponry that can somehow both control mines and obliterate buildings. I've actually seen that. Raqqa. I think that's on Netflix. It's a short film. It's about black goo. Same exact thing. Now, the article goes on to say, obviously the sci-fi record isn't perfectly clear on the workings of black goo. It is by its nature impossible to grasp. In Miyazaki movies, it tends to be ecologically terrorizing. In Luc Besson's Lucy, it's a supercomputer in that movie. It's some sort of sparkly, transhumanist, supercomputing thing. Interestingly enough, Scarlett Johansson who was Lucy. She's also in a movie called Under the Skin. Under the Skin, an alien drowns and eats men in a sea of black goo. It's literally everywhere in Hollywood. And Severance, it's more metaphorical, a visual symbol for the ways in which separate realities bleed into and out of each other. Same goes for Stranger Things, where it's a kind of interdimensional trespasser. The specifics, though, are somewhat based, or excuse me, somewhat beside the point. The medium is the metaphor. It is the monster. It is the message. The message is this. Whatever black goo is, it's alien. Whatever black goo is, it's everywhere. Whatever black goo is, it's the source of all evil on the planet. It's also a very real thing. Remember when... Greta Thunberg was covered in the black goo. They reference that in this article as well. Last year, Greta Thunberg, the world's most famous climate activist, was included and was inducted into an international, perhaps intergalactic, society of black goo worshippers. And they show you the cover of the Guardian magazine where she's pictured with a slick black substance dripping down her face. They also, I believe, cover her right eye, which is the path of light. The Guardian claimed it was, of course, you know, oil and the actual substance they poured on her was olive oil with finger paint meant to symbolize a human oil spillage. But I mean, it's the same exact substance that you find everywhere is every movie, every TV show, a representation of the oil industry. I don't think so. The black goose society has many famous acolytes and they're not exactly subtle without demonstrating their allegiance in the music video. When the party's over, I've mentioned this before, Billy Eilish, Downs a glass of black goo and then proceeds to cry it out of her eyes. Now, what they don't tell you in this article, which is kind of it has a snarky way that it's written. I really don't know what the intent behind the writer is, but Billie Billie Eilish was actually colorful and looked a lot more happy and was more of a girl. And then she drank that black goo and when the party's over and things change pretty quick and the white cube transformed into a black cube. Remember what I said earlier about the black cube? It's also found in Lady Gaga, Christina Aguilera, or is it Ag- Aguilera? Christina Aguilera, Kim Kardashian, Rihanna, Madonna. It's an American horror story. It's all over the place. I mean, you just start naming them, you're going to find it everywhere. And then the article gets a little bit weird because it starts talking about all the conspiracies. Behind the black goo. I'm not interested in the conspiracies behind it. I'm just wondering why even in books like Dune. Where it's not mentioned. They choose to put it in the movie. They also reference our friend. We've had him on the show several times. German chemist. And I believe he's also an engineer. They call him an activist and a chemist. Kautz Vella. It's actually, his real. it's Harold Kaltz. Kautz Vela was his married name, I believe. It's actually Harold Calz, Uh, Is perhaps the world's leading authority on black goo. If you haven't listened to our shows, I might actually re-upload those black goo shows so you can listen to them with Harold. I might try to have him back on. We should have Harold back on the show. And so it goes on to tell us um, about Star Trek. Next Generation, Skin of Evil, episode 23. This is a very famous one. Captain Picard faces off against a force of pure evil, a life form that self-assembles from a puddle of black goo. Once the being claims it was good, now it is merely goo. It's used used to be part of a tribe of noble titans until they gave up all that was evil and left the goo behind to rot alone on a forgettable planet. So here you are, Picard says, feeding on your own loneliness, consumed by your own pain, believing your own lies. Now this is how the article concludes. The truth is simple and the truth is terrifying. The truth is this. Black goo is real and the goo will kill you. For the goo is the opposite of hope. It's shadow, conspiracy, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. It is, and they quote Star Trek here. Shall I tell you what true evil is, Picard says, before leaving the goo for the rest of time to its eternal damnation, it is to submit to you. I find that to be a strange article to be published in Wired. I find that a strange article to be published anywhere. Now, I don't personally watch all these YouTube conspiracy videos. I don't watch any YouTube. I don't even watch YouTube. So I have no idea what people are saying on YouTube. This is something that I discovered or I found or I observed years ago. And I've been covering it ever since. And again, my big question is, I think it's a question that That we should all be considering. Why is it that this substance is everywhere? There are other ways to depict evil. There are other ways to depict bad relationships. There are other ways to depict the things that are constantly, obsessively, compulsively depicted in the entertainment industry, music, TV shows, and movies. They just keep showing us the same images, the same images, the same images. In a way... Regardless of what Black Goo is, Black Goo essentially has taken control of the entertainment industry. Black Goo has taken control of your TV screen, which is a black mirror. It's taking control of your computer screen and your phone screen. It's a real thing, but it's not a real thing, but it is a real thing. It's more complicated than a simple black and white definition. When we come back from break, I'm going to get into some more details about black goo and tell you a little bit more about the psychology and the mind control behind what this substance might be. This is the Secret Teachings. I'm Ryan Gable. Don't go anywhere.
0: You're listening to The Secret Teachings. For more information on the show or to contact Ryan, visit thesecretteachings.info
1: or email
0: ryan at rdgable at
1: yahoo.com. Hey, this is John Peasy at johnpeasy.com, and I'm here with Ryan Gable from The Secret Teachings.
3: It's The Secret Teachings, one of the homes of the original Super Bowl analysis, airing exclusively five nights a week on Ground Zero Radio.
2: thesecretteachings.info that's where you can read reviews see pictures and even order yours today
0: are you intrigued by paranormal talk radio you'll love the new paranormal radio app from TalkStream stream live You'll find a great selection of talk shows covering UFOs, ghosts, strange phenomena, and much more. Download the Paranormal Radio app now and start listening to the very best in paranormal talk entertainment, including the network you're listening to right now. The Paranormal Radio app, free in Google Play and the
3: iOS App Store. You could listen to this.
0: And again, you know, people say David has no evidence. David has no evidence.
2: This is Kev Baker of The Kev Baker Show, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable.
3: Broadcasting from somewhere between the normal and abnormal. A collection of question marks. No reason, no explanation. Just a prolonged nightmare in which fear, loneliness, and the unexplainable walk hand in hand through the shadows. It's The Secret Teachings on Ground Zero Radio. Welcome back to the Secret Teachings Radio broadcast. I'm your host, Ryan Gable. Thank you so much for joining us. The Teachings.info is the website. The email is rdgable at yahoo.com. Social media, Facebook.com forward slash the Teachings and TST underscore underscore radio. Tonight, Black Goo. Black Goo is in the news. Black goo is apparently no longer confined to the container that is the entertainment industry. Black goo is in Wired magazine, the biggest threat to humanity. Black goo, it may control us all. Now, the article from Wired has a certain sense of arrogance about it. I don't know the author of the article. But regardless of the attitude of the author, there certainly is a tremendous amount of reality written in this multi-paged piece, again from Wired. The article references everything from Star Trek to Alien, the franchise, of course, to The X-Files. It references Westworld, Severance, Stranger Things, a very little-known short film by Neil Blomkamp with Sigourney Weaver called Raka. Alien colonizers are equipped with black goo weapons in that movie. They don't mention District 9, but District 9 is another one. I mean, you can sit here. I could sit here. I have sat here. And I've told you by listing, by reading the list. And I I don't even get them all. There's so many people send me new things all the time. There's black goo, black goo, black goo, black goo. itself as a substance is a sentient thing. Sometimes it's a vehicle or a vessel for something sentient like in the X-Files. But my question to you is, have you seen black goo? What do you think of black goo? I want you to think about it for a moment. It's not just chemical A03959X, etc., It's not just a symbol of evil. But black goo is something that is actually a very real thing. If you take graphene, you put some acid in it, create graphene oxide. You create this slimy, black, gooey substance. You may have seen this on Twitter, on Facebook, on social media. This graphene oxide substance, when it is liquefied, when it is oily and slimy, this is becoming a very well known, very popular, and yet very conspiratorial thing. I mean, you can pull up Frontiers in Physics from 2019, you can pull up Science Direct. You can pull up pubs.acs. You can pub, pull up Forbes. You can pull up um, PubMed. It just goes on and on and on and on and on. 2015, 2016, 17, 18, 19, graphene oxide, a carrier for pharmaceuticals and a scaffold for cell interactions. You get a copy of my book, The Technological Elixir. You can read all about Magnetic cellular reconstruction, things they call micro swimmers. See, a lot of these conspiracies about black goo, I think they come from the far recesses of the internet. And I don't think that these conspiracies about black goo usually make any sense. See, when I talk about black goo, I'm looking at it as a symbol. But when you take graphene and you add the acid and you create graphene oxide, at least that's how I've read it's done, you're creating a substance that might not be the exact same thing you saw in a TV show or a movie, but you have something similar to that and something that is increasingly being shown to you by Hollywood. So, in other words, it's kind of like even if the author of this Wired article Was being slightly facetious. It's almost as if there is a cult of black goo. Lady Gaga's in it. Rihanna's in it. Madonna's in it. Kim Kardashian is in it. Christina Aguilera is in it. The X-Files. Westworld. The list literally just goes on and on and on and on and on. Raqqa that short film I mentioned. If you read my book, The Technological Elixir, I have a section on this. I'm going to read it to you, actually. I've read some of this before to you. If you've read my my book, then you already know it. But in Volume 31, Issue 30 of Advanced Materials, July 26, 2019, they talk about something called trap bots, thread-like radical polymerization via autonomously propelled trap bots, the article describes the first study of real-time in situ hydrogel polymerization via an artificial micro, uh, micro swimmer, excuse me, capable of emeshing biotic abiotic microobjects in its reaction environment. Researchers say that this quote lays a strong foundation for advancing applications in cell tissue engineering, drug delivery and cleaner technologies. This includes vaccines as well. They call these microstructures the entrapping of living cells to be easily separable via a centra Fugation of magnetic separation, magnetic separation, magnetic separation. Remember the show we did on Monday? Did you hear the show we did Monday? We did the show about a song called Pink Venom. And Pink Venom has a lot of different meanings. It could mean love. It could mean flowers, you know, a a pink or red rose with thorns. It could mean, um, could have a mock mockery. Uh, to it uh, in regard to that silly conspiracy theory about snake venom. But remember that Reuters, the NASDAQ, the Japanese government, a lot of these publications, mainstream news, mainstream governments, all came out and said, hey, Moderna vaccines, syringes, and vials had black and pink magnetic substances in them. And Moderna acknowledged it and said, that is particulate matter, it's completely safe to inject into the body. The Japanese said, no, this is, this is not good. We're not going to do this. They suspended the uses, uses of it, the usages of it. There's also something called magnetogenetics. There's optogenetics. There's different forms of ways in which the brain and the cells in your body can be reprogrammed. Research shows nerve cell proteins can be activated by heat, and certain mechanical pressures can be engineered genetically to become sensitive to magnetic fields and radio waves, all by attaching them to an iron-storing protein called ferritin. They can inject large doses of ferritin into your cells. The method was developed in a laboratory at the University of Virginia. It's not a conspiracy theory. The University of Virginia, magnetogenetics, able to control the brain. Steve Ramirez of Harvard University, who uses optogenetics to manipulate memories of mice... Describe the technology. This system is a single elegant virus that can be injected anywhere in the brain, which makes it technically easier and less likely for moving bells and whistles to break down. They actually call it a virus. I want to be really clear. I had a listener email me and say, do you have a book? And I'm not calling this listener out, but I just want to, I want to make a point. I had a listener email me and said, do you have a book that teaches us how to program black goo? I want to be clear. I've written four books on the website. I don't write books about how to control black goo. I'm not sure what that question even means. I don't like black goo. I don't like looking at black goo. I don't even really like talking about black goo. I certainly don't like the technologies that are being advanced and that are being developed and that have a feel like a science fiction movie that uses black goo to represent an alien virus or a science fiction movie that uses black goo to represent some kind of nanotech hybrid chimera life form that is able to do healing processes like in Dune or it's able to create life like in Prometheus I don't like black goo because I think it's evil. I think most of it's off world. I think something is present on earth and I don't think that it likes humans. So no, I don't have a book that shows you how to reprogram or how to program black goo. I'd say stop focusing your energy on those movies and TV shows. When you see it, become consciously aware of it and break the programming of those programs. I mean, this is Harvard, University of Virginia. These are big universities saying, yes, we developed a virus that we can inject in your brain so we can rewire the brain using magnets. And remember 60 Minutes, retired Colonel Matt Hepburn, Army Infectious Disease Physician, a tissue-like gel, a hydrogel that constantly monitors your blood. It gets into the body. They have total control over your cells, over your brain, over your nerves. The American Chemical Society in 2020, and this is the thing that gets me is on, the, on YouTube, there are a lot of really good researchers, true, actual good researchers, but a lot of it is just garbage. It's people that are trying to make money and trying to get attention. I'm referencing, as some good researchers there do, I'm referencing the actual sources. The American Chemical Society in 2020 ran this headline, More Effective Vaccines with Injectable Hydrogel. The study, Injectable Hydrogels for Sustained Co-Delivery of Subunit Vaccine or Vaccines Enhance Humoral Immunity. And the report says... The mice injected with the hydrogel produced more antibodies over a longer period of time than mice treated with a traditional vaccine. This is the mRNA nanotechnology using hydrogel and graphene oxide where they can literally restructure your cells. They can literally reprogram your brain. This is not me saying this. This is the American Chemical Society. This is the University of Virginia. This is Harvard University all in league with UC Berkeley and their smart dust, which is able to attach to organs and give a real-time readout. You wouldn't even know it's in the body. It could also give you a heart attack. It could stop you from breathing. It could be a weapon system. It could be used to heal you. It's a swarm. They have flying microchips. I mean, type any of this in. You're going to get mainstream news. I mean, I read NPR reported on the flying microchips. Smart dust, Ray Kurzweil, Google. It's all part of the same system. But I think that's That's really where this gets kind of, it feels tricky, but it's not that tricky. It's not that complex. We have universities from West Coast to East Coast, from the U.S. to China, all developing the exact same thing. It's all meant to allow humans or something controlling humans, hint, hint, to take control of the cells, to take control of the nerves, to take control of the brain, to take control of the body, to take control of your thoughts. This is alien. This is invasion of the body snatchers. It is a black goo invasion of the body snatchers. Here's another one. This is all mainstream science, medicine, engineering, bio RXIV. Hydrogel-based slow release of a receptor-binding domain subunit vaccine elicits neutralizing antibody responses against SARS-CoV-2. So they acknowledge they're using the hydrogel graphene oxide. They're using the mRNA technology as a way to produce antibodies and to force the body to respond To COVID-19. This is all in literature, a lot of it, years before you ever heard of COVID-19. I want that to be very clear. According to the Japanese broadcaster NHK, the black and pink particles they found in those vials and syringes reacted, this is a quote, reacted to magnets and was therefore suspected to be a metal. Moderna said in response, its particulate matter, quote unquote, claiming it, this is a quote, did not pose a safety or efficacy issue. If it's particulate matter in something that should otherwise be sterile, I think it does produce a safety issue. Japanese didn't buy it, though. Sounds like magnetic separation. It sounds like magnetoproteins. It sounds like hydrogel it sounds like trap bots it sounds like the types of things that have been developed in the last 5 to 6 years. You want a real good headline? Listen to this headline. If you're worried about mRNA technology, graphene oxide, hydrogels, nanotechnology, etc., you ain't got to look any further than the Journal of Nano Letters. In situ transforming RNA nanovaccines from polyethylamine functionalized graphene oxide hydrogel for durable cancer immunotherapy. What are people getting at an increased rate cancer? They've got a vaccine made of MRNA tech nanotech graphene oxide and hydrogel that can cure your cancer by allowing trap bots into the body to realign your cells Now, there's a lot of fake videos. There's a lot of nonsense and garbage on the Internet, social media, Twitter and Facebook in particular, TikTok, garbage, nonsense, BS, trash, amateur conspiracy theory, amateur conspiracy theory hour, amateur conspiracy hour, nonsense. That stuff is allowed to circulate so you don't look at the American Chemical Society, you don't look at UC Berkeley, you don't look at Harvard, you don't look at the Japanese, you don't look at advanced materials, you don't look at BioRxiv, you don't look at PubMed, you don't look at mainstream news, mainstream science, mainstream medicine, mainstream engineering, all telling you this technology is real and they're using it for COVID-19. These are not vaccines, these are reprogramming agents that are injected into the body. Admittedly, It's in the literature. Then you had Charles Lieber. Remember Charles Lieber from Harvard University? Harvard again. Harvard professor Charles Lieber has connections not only to COVID-19 vaccines, he was working with scientists in Wuhan. He did not disclose that he had deals with the communist Chinese. He was arrested in 2020 in January, charged with making false statements to federal authorities, indicted on two counts of failing to file reports of a foreign bank and financial accounts, and two counts relating to a falsified income tax return. He got grants from China to study some very interesting stuff. Wuhan was it? The University of Technology in Wuhan. The Thousand Talents Plan. Communist China to recruit and steal foreign technology intellectual property. Charles Lieber was one of those people. Paid more than a hundred, a couple hundred thousand dollars, up to a couple million dollars to establish nanotechnology research labs in Wuhan at the WIT. His connection to COVID-19, vaccine development, he was researching nanobioelectronics. He studied, uh, published a study in 2018 with, a, with another uh, individual. Um, th- this is just so unbelievable. Nanobioelectronics, the ability to integrate electronical technologies into synthetic tissues and place them in live animals. That's the American Chemical Society. Mesh Nanoelectronics. The technology can be used, just like 60 Minutes said, for monitoring injection of pharmacological agents, simultaneous real-time monitoring and active control of tissue behavior. They're literally studying how to hijack the body, the cells, the skin, the nerves, the brain, the eyes. And I mean the eyes. He literally developed, listen to this, he developed a method to hijack the retina, for visual information recording through mesh electronics, syringe injectable mesh electronics for stable chronic rodent electrophysiology. The abstract of the study says implantable brain electrophysiology probes are valuable tools in neuroscience due to their ability to record neural activity with spatiotemporal resolution from shallow and deep brain regions. Complex terms and simple terms, they're able to get direct access to the brain. They can get a direct readout of the brain, just like smart dust from UC Berkeley and from the military. And they can hijack the retina and they can see through your eyes like they have a POV camera. And that's just Charles Lieber. He also worked with Robert Langer. In 2012, they published a study in Nature called Macroporous Nanowire. This is like Shelly sells seashells down by the seashore. Mike macroporous nanowire nanoelectronic scaffolds for synthetic tissues. And it should be noted that Robert Langer is the academic co-founder of Moderna, the company that got caught with the black and pink metallic substance in the syringes and the vials. Now, if you just tuned in, you might think this is an anti-vaccine show. This isn't about vaccines. This is about nanotech, graphene oxide. This is about hydrogel. This is about microswimmers. This is about taking control of your cells, taking control of your nerves, taking control of your skin, taking control of your brain, taking control of your eyes, taking control of your body. This is invasion of the body snatchers. But it gets perhaps more disturbing than that. That's the technology behind it. That's the science behind it. But they have to find a way to convince your consciousness, your spirit, and your soul To accept it. And that's where Hollywood comes in. That's why you see it in everything. You see the black goo. You see the nanotech. It's in everything. You think all this stuff is just a coincidence? You think that the month of August has seen a giant bull worshipped in a ritual at the Commonwealth Games. The bull, yes, is Baal. It's Malik. But the bull is also Hathor. It's also Isis. You think that's a coincidence? At the beginning of the month... That brings us the anniversary of the death of Princess Diana, the moon goddess. She was named after the goddess Diana on the 31st, the inverted day of the 13th, which is the day in which Diana, the goddess, was worshipped in Rome. So they give this day to Hecate. Hecate is the dark counterpart of that feminine energy of the moon. It's the dark side of the moon. Hecate, the woman with the black hellhounds the black dogs at the crossroads diana dies in a car wreck crossroads roads but here's the thing we have the bull at the beginning of this month you have those three high-profile car wrecks remember the car wrecks you had a congresswoman you had the nurse in los angeles and then you had ann hesh hesh heck 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 hate hesh the next day then they take her organs and they pull the plug on her on name aurelia the roman festival of diana and then Clyde and I did a show on Monday where we talked about this and we figured out, he looked it up at the end of the show, that they had, after she had died on the 14th, named Aurelia, they pulled uh, her body and they, I guess they cremated her. Uh, And this was reported that she was, you know, they were going through the process of the funeral on the 18th, which is 13 days Girl in Room 13, August 13th, the original name Namarelli celebration. They moved it. It's a three-day festival. Now, if anybody still celebrates it, apparently they do. 13 days before the anniversary of Diana. And here's the other thing. The 18th, a band in South Korea called Blackpink published a song. You probably never heard of it. But somehow it went ultra mega super hyper viral. The song is by the band Blackpink. Hint, hint, Moderna. Hint, hint, Reuters. Hint, hint. Pink Venom is the song. Mega viral. A masterclass in occult symbolism. Virtual reality and artificial intelligence. The breaking of mirrors. The breaking of mind barriers. The red dress. The rose in the hair. Remember, Anne Hesh bought the red wig. They used to color their hair with flowers and wash it and purify it and cleanse it in front of fire. In the Namarelia celebration, her car caught on fire. They shed the red wig. I mean, I don't know. Maybe that's just my imagination, putting all that together. The golden cage with the blue bird is in this song. The black fingernails of the witch. The tree of life perverted with a black Edenic apple. The red-haired temptress Lilith. Egyptian temples. Butterflies. Mind control. Poisoned. Things. Poisoned things, they talk about poisoned things, that, you, that there was a, I should pull up the song actually and play it for you, that the shot has been shot, it's poison the ocean, emotion, ocean, black and pink substances, they show you a ransacked heaven and hell, they show you a chanting, incantations, all in this song, ultra, super, hyper, duper, mega, compulsively, obsessively, viral, and you might wonder why do they spend so much money to promote a single song that isn't much more than a few lines and then uh 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 because it puts you into a trance because the I don't think these four girls know anything about what they're performing. It's like what's going to get us the most attention? What are we going to make the most money off of? Who's going to watch this? We want as many people as possible to watch this. We want to become this as we want to sell our music. And there's a handful of people that put the whole thing together. There's a whole, whole handful of people that write the music, that put the images together, that put the videos together, and they sell you the symbols and the archetypes. They sell you the images that are in the scientific, medical, engineering literature for the graphene oxide, for the hydrogel, for the mRNA vaccines, et cetera. They show you this in movies. They show you this in TV shows. They show you this in the, in the literature. This is the mundane and the spiritual and the occult and the esoteric and the paranormal. It's the normal and the abnormal worlds merging together. And when you find all of this similar imagery, you find this pattern, you realize this is not by mistake. This is not by accident. This is not by coincidence. There is something that is working through entertainers. There is something that is working through leaders that we call leaders. And it is selling us this idea that we can become superhuman, we can become healthy, we can enjoy life all these things that we already have the ability to do they're promising us a new world our brain, our body merged with machines that's the transhumanist ideology and we're being sold it as if it's fun as if it's entertainment as if it'll keep us safe and healthy This is the black goo invasion of the body snatchers. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. There's more after this. Don't go anywhere.
1: The Secret Teachings radio show is on Facebook and Twitter. Just search Facebook.com forward slash The Secret Teachings to like us and TST underscore underscore radio to tweet with us.
2: This is David Icke from DavidIcke.com, and you are listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable.
3: From Ground Zero to The Secret Teachings. Keep your dial tuned to Ground Zero Radio. Want to hear more
1: of The Secret Teachings radio show? Search for the show on any radio or podcast player or find links and a free archive at thesecretteachings.info If you want to get rid of those annoying ads and get extra perks like access to the montage archive digital copies of Ryan's books and early access to the show then subscribe to the full show archive at thesecretteachings.info Visit the website and click the button that says subscribe you can do so monthly yearly or through a one-time donation your support always keeps the secret teachings on the air
0: are you intrigued by paranormal talk radio you'll love the new paranormal radio app from talk stream live
3: Welcome back to The Secret Teachings Radio Show. I'm your host, Ryan Gable. Thank you for joining us. I know that tonight's show has bounced around a little bit from black goo to technology and science to pop culture. And that's the point. We've covered a lot tonight. We've covered a lot of ground. This article from Wired Magazine, The Biggest Threat to Humanity, Black Goo. We started out the show tonight by talking on the Trump administration being a symbol of the hundred flowers campaign, I called Donald Trump, the hundred flowers president, a way to sniff out a way to drive out, smoke out way to find those who are staunchly and adamantly opposed to things like globalism, who really like their country, who are nationalists. It's a way to find people that, want to have a rule of law, to have a a system that works for everybody. That's just how I interpret it. But I I, I nevertheless believe that Trump's presidency was a hundred flowers campaign. And as much as people might dislike Joe Biden, Joe Biden is a husk. He's a corpse. He's a representation of a dying system. But more importantly, Joe Biden, if there's any life left in that individual, if there's a soul or if there is a spirit, it is suffering an eternal damnation. And all the hatred that we throw, all the hatred we cast, all the hatred we direct, the F. Joe Biden, all that stuff. All that does is tear down the individual. It does nothing to destroy the symbol of what the executive branch represents. I bring that up because I have an article here that is equally as disturbing as anything I read you about black goo. You remember how the White House told us all that inflation is going to decrease and that people are going to get more drugs cheaper and we're going to be living in a carbon neutral net zero environment in the next five years because of the Inflation Reduction Act. Well, here's something really interesting. Remember they told you that it was the billionaires who were going to pay all that money? And they told you that it's not going to be the common person. I'm going to ask you a question. Why would billionaires, then, be the biggest supporters of the bill. Now, this is a mundane political observation, but there's a deeper meaning here. I got Bloomberg. I got mainstream news across the board. I got Washington Post, Washington Examiner. I've got Republican, Democrat, left, right. I've got every newspaper you can think of reporting this. Bill Gates, Joe Manchin, and the climate bill that nearly wasn't. It was the middle of July when Senator Joe Manchin of West Virginia had slammed the brakes on legislation to combat global warming again. That's when billionaire philanthropist and clean energy investor Bill Gates got on the phone with Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer, whose job it was to hold together the Democrats' no vote to uh, spare majority. One of the world's richest men felt he had to give one of the nation's most powerful lawmakers a little prep talk. Schumer said to me on the phone call, on one call, That he'd shown infinite patience, Gates recounted, describing for the first time his personal effort to keep climate legislation alive. They keep making this climate, global warming climate. Gates was banking on more than just his trademark optimism about addressing climate change, which has been his focus since stepping down as Microsoft's chief executive two decades ago. As he revealed to Bloomberg Green, he quietly lobbied Manchin and other senators for years, starting before President Joe Biden had even won the White House. It was all in anticipation of a rare moment in which significant federal dollars might be secured for the clean energy transition. Now, the article does not in any way, shape, or form allow you to think, if you read it and believe it as is, that Bill Gates, one of the richest men in the world, certainly one of the richest men in the world, definitely one of the richest men in the United States, somehow was a supporter of this act, which is supposed to decimate major corporations and billionaires. It doesn't do that. It actually protects them. Why would Bill Gates be behind the scenes working to get a bill against billionaires passed? Unless it's not actually a bill against billionaires. Bill Gates, in this Example, a perfect example, is a symbol of the old priestly classes. This is priestcraft. Bill Gates is the old, defiant, corrupt corpse with a hood and a robe commanding behind the throne and ruling through the executive ruling through the congress ruling through the parliament ruling through whatever kind of government you've ever had throughout history ruling through the pharaoh this is the priest controlling the pharaoh controlling the image of the empire this is the priest determining how the government is run this is a billionaire psychotic narcissistic evil eugenicist literally convincing members of Congress to do what he wants them to do and then call it for the people. I want you to think about that for a second. You remember that movie, Captive State? It's a really great metaphor for what's happening here. Alien invasion, powerful, extraterrestrial technology. Humans can't defeat it, so governments make a deal with it. And the aliens are working behind the scenes through humans to direct society, controlling the government, controlling how things work and how things function. Joe Biden is not the president, not because of election fraud. Joe Biden is not the president because Joe Biden is a sacrifice. Joe Biden is a unholy sacrament. He is being used up until the point of his death for the things that he has done and been involved in, the things he's been blackmailed with. He is a sacrifice on the political, social, cultural altar. In South America, a lot of ancient tribes, the Mayan at one point did this reportedly. The Aztecs, I think, were more famous for it. When they would sacrifice a human, sometimes people would volunteer because it was considered an honor. When they would sacrifice somebody, they would provide them, just like the movie The Hunger Games. You'd go to The Hunger Games, you have this lavish train, all this food, and especially if you came from somewhere really poor, this was, you know, otherworldly to you. It was unbelievable, the the amount of food and abundance. The capital was beautiful and all this wealth and by the way, I watched the Hunger Games uh, last night and I didn't realize uh, the people in the Capitol, they, they all look like they could be at, a, at an Antifa rally in Portland. Colored hair and the weird colored clothes and all everybody looked kind of messed up in the head. But anyway, the point is they would bring you into a room. Manly Hall wrote about this. Bring you in a room and you would get all the food. You would get whatever women. You, you would literally just take drugs eat as much as you wanted, have as much sex as you wanted. And you'd get that for about a week to four weeks, depending on, I guess, the the ritual. And then you would willingly go to have your heart ripped out or have your head cut off. So it looks like you've got it made. You're stuffing your face, taking all sorts of drugs, you're hallucinating, you're off in some other world, but then you get your heart cut out, then you get your head cut off. And that's not just the sword of Democles hanging over a leader. When you look at Joe Biden, you see that that man is suffering on a level that is probably incomprehensible to the average person. Yes, he's a corpse. Yes, he's a husk. Yes, he's a symbol of decay. But he's a representation of a system that is sacrificing him. And there are people behind the scenes that have immense power, much more than the president. You want proof of that? They're openly telling you now Bill Gates is running the show. Bill Gates, Bill, Bell, Ball, the devil, Bill Gates, Hell Gates, the gates of hell, the gates of hell are running the show. Bill Gates, a billionaire with a net worth of hundreds of billions of dollars just behind Elon Musk, just behind um, Jeff Bezos. Bill Gates is the reason that the Inflation Reduction Act was passed. I think that goes over a lot of people's heads. Let me explain that again. The Inflation Reduction Act, which was for the people, was only passed because Bill Gates got on the phone with certain senators, and God knows what kind of deals or threats were made, and then it's passed. But it's supposed to be against billionaires, but a major player a huge billionaire was its biggest supporter now this isn't about the politics of the bill this is about the priestly class working behind the scenes so you have this emperor you have this king you have this pharaoh and they're fragile and they're frail and they're weak you could Push Joe Biden over and he probably couldn't get up. He get, falls off a bike. He can't walk upstairs. It's a joke. It's an insult. Then you see where the real power is. Bill Gates. It's a great name. Bill is a name for the devil. Gates, the gates of hell. You do the math. Bill Gates literally calls Chuck Schumer. He calls Joe Manchin. And he says hey, we're going to pass this bill. You're going to pass it. God knows what he actually told them, what they threatened them with, what he threatened them with. I don't know if I could be much more clear about this. Mainstream news is reporting, as of a few days ago, Bill Gates is the reason the Inflation Reduction Act was passed. He got on the phone with senators. He made Congress pass it. This is a billionaire, philanthropist, quote-unquote, psychopath, eugenicist, But he wants you to have clean energy. He wants you to pay less for your prescription drugs. He wants you to be happy. Now, Bill Gates has said he wants you to die. Bill Gates doesn't want you to get in the way of him getting access to his favorite food, a cheeseburger. Bill Gates is a psychopath. And yet Bill Gates is the reason an unelected eugenicist who literally walks... He walks like a cartoon demon. And here's another man who's probably hyper miserable if there's anything left of him. But you look at that guy, that guy thinks he has all the power. And that guy is the reason. I'm looking at him right now. That guy is the reason that the Inflation Reduction Act passed. This isn't about whether you think it's a good bill. This is about Congress being influenced by a billionaire and then telling you this is a bill against billionaires when, oh, it's a bill and it was passed not by Congress, but by Bill Gates. What did he promise the senators? He wouldn't expose the blackmail. Did he give him some money? What did he give Joe Manchin? What did he give these people? What did he threaten them with? Who the hell is this guy? And governments are filled with people like Bill Gates who are unelected, who weasel, he's a weasel, weasel their way into power and they get to determine how is, I mean, the thing is, we always scream about democracy. How is that democracy? How is an unelected billionaire eugenicist coercing elected representatives to pass a bill democracy? It's not. It's a joke. It's a sham. It's a fraud. you don't believe me, just type in Bill Gates, climate bill, Joe Manchin. You pull it up, mainstream news. I mean, look at the student loan forgiveness. The president does not have the authority to unilaterally relieve debt. The executive branch cannot do that. Only Congress can do that. The president can do it with executive action if Congress has allocated him that power, but he cannot appropriate hundreds of billions or hundreds of cents, for that matter, for anything without congressional authority. Congress has that authority, period. So think about the ruse here. They're going to relieve your student debt. No, they're not. They've deferred payments, and they're hoping that Congress will pass a bill that actually affirms the executive order it is a scam. Just like all these local orders here in Tucson, you got to wear a mask. But if you read it, you can actually opt out of it. It says it in the order. It's the illusion of power. The president doesn't actually have this authority, but the media keeps telling you the president, executive, executive, he can do this, do this, do this, do that. He can't do that. He doesn't have the authority. It's pretty straightforward. It's pretty simple. If you want to learn about the details of that, I actually have a small chapter in my book liberty shrugged my new book where i talk about the executive legislative and judicial branches in a fun way fun way kind of educate people about basic civics that book is liberty shrugged it's 630 40 pages it's available only at www.thesecretteachings.info but i want you to think about this bill gates gates of hell bill bell ball the devil bill gates is the reason that the Anti-Billionaire Act was passed. Bill Gates is a billionaire. Bill Gates is a eugenicist. Bill Gates is a psychopath. Bill Gates is a criminal guilty of crimes against humanity. Bill Gates is scum. Garbage. Trash. Lower than garbage. Lower than trash. Trash can be useful in certain ways. You know, you might be able to find something in the trash. Bill Gates is a worthless worm. And yet, he is exercising more authority than members of Congress. The most powerful Congress, arguably, in the history of the world. At least, the offices of Congress are supposed to be powerful, but most of the representatives are weak worms, just like Bill Gates. But Bill Gates is the responsible party. He's the reason that the Inflation Reduction Act was passed. Where are the people that talk about democracy? This isn't democracy. Now, imagine if it was the other way around. Donald Trump got on the phone and told Joe Manchin, hey, don't do it, buddy. And Joe Manchin said, all right, Trump, I won't do it. Trump's interfering with democracy, with Congress, obstructing this and that. But when Bill Gates does it, everybody just gets their pecker out and they start whacking it. They love Bill Gates. Oh, he's so great. Oh, he gave us vaccines that killed us. Yeah. Yeah, Bill Gates is so great. His father ran Planned Parenthood, killing blacks and minority children at super high rates, still 40% for blacks today, though they make up women, 7% of the population, 40% of all abortions, though, and people just stroking it. Yeah, I love Bill Gates, yeah. The guy is a psychotic clown. He's a narcissistic, egotistic eugenicist. He's a psychopath alien, and yet he somehow has control of Congress, not your elected representatives. The president then acts like he has authority. I can, yeah, sure, I'll get rid of the student debt. What does that do? It defers the debt. It doesn't get rid of your debt. The president doesn't have the authority. They're hoping Congress passes a bill to eliminate the debt. And yet, a bunch of stupid, brain-dead, retarded, half-baked, pothead, drug addict, morons are going to go to the polls in November and be like, I'm voting for Democrats because they got rid of my student debt. That's what it's about. It's about getting dumb people to vote because they, oh, oh, they got rid of, it doesn't even matter. You could still be paying your debt, but they said they're going to get rid of it, so I'll vote for them. I mean, this is why democracy is dangerous. This is why I don't believe in in raw democracy because this is a, this is a scam. But the whole point here of tonight's show is look at Bill Gates working behind the scenes to get a bill passed that is supposed to be anti-billionaire when he's a billionaire. This is the priestly class of the old world that you read about in books influencing the pharaoh, influencing the emperor, influencing the king or the queen. Look at Joe Biden that husk as a symbol of decay and mockery a horrible omen for mankind and for the United States, for the U.S. Republic, a horrible omen for freedom and for free thought and free expression and free publication and self-defense and trial by jury. You look at that man and he is suffering on a level that is incomprehensible to people like us. And we continue to hurl insults at him like that's going to change the situation when he is placed there as a weak, frail, old demonic corpse and he is the sacrifice the Emmanuel Goldstein that we hate and spit on and throw things at he doesn't care he doesn't matter he is the symbol of our hatred Trump plays the same part but I maintain Trump was the 100 flowers president Joe Biden is just this this corpse, this demon. But he's suffering probably worse than we are. And his soul and his spirit will be damned eternally for the things that he has done. And that's on a Christian point of view. At some point, we have to acknowledge the basic principles, the basic tenets, the basic concepts, the basic energies of life, good and evil, positive and negative. And here's another thing that I think is just totally, absolutely critically important. You look at Bill Gates as the priest. You look at Joe Biden as the unholy sacrament. Now I have Wired Magazine telling me that black goo is one of the biggest threats to humanity. It may control us all. TV, movies, music videos, celebrities, actors, actresses. It is everywhere. Short videos, long videos, big Hollywood blockbusters, TV shows, music, music videos, bands you never heard of. Everybody's using black goo. Why? Why? Set here and name all the all the different places that you can find it. Black goo graphene oxide looks like that slimy, scary, gooey substance. And graphene oxide is what they've been using. University of uh, Virginia, Harvard University, UC Berkeley, either graphene oxide directly or something akin to graphene oxide. They're developing technologies and have for years, mRNA technology, graphene oxide, hydrogel, mRNA vaccines that aren't vaccines, they're gene editing software, basically. This has nothing to do with COVID-19, by the way. This was all in development way before COVID-19. All of these things put together together can realign your cells, can hijack your cells, hijack your nerves, hijack your skin, hijack your eyeballs. Charles Lieber developed a mesh electronic system to literally hijack your vision so they could see through your eyes. It's in the literature. Charles Lieber, communist agent, worked at Harvard. In other words, if they're taking control of your nerves, if they're taking control of your Eyes, they're taking control of your skin, your cells. And to be clear, I'm not graphene oxide doesn't do all that. Graphene oxide is separate, but it's also in some things. It's high there's hydrogel, there's graphene oxide, there's nanotechnology, which is just small particles. It could be robots, it doesn't have to be robots, it could just be particulate. There's a lot of different things. It's not all just graphene oxide. I saw it in a YouTube video, so that's what I believe Stu Peters told me, so I believe what he said. There are a lot of different components to this, but when you put it all together and you look at what the Japanese said about what they found in syringes and vials metallic black and pink substances, you look at that black pink video called Pink Venom, and you look at the entertainment industry with the black goo, you look at the idea, you start to realize and recognize the idea. That whatever this stuff is, and however it's being created, and whatever's leading to the the thoughts and the, the understanding of how to create these types of things, it's all aimed at hijacking the body. Now, our five senses have been hijacked in other ways. Our sight, our hearing, our smell, our taste, our touch. Even our intuition, our instinct, our sixth sense has been hijacked. Not for everybody, but for a lot of people. Now the body is under direct assault through these types of technologies, which are a high-tech form of invasion of the body snatchers. What have I been saying tonight? I've been calling it black goo or a black goo invasion of the body snatchers. That's what it is. Black who is real, but it's also a symbol. And you look behind the scenes, you look behind Joe Biden, you look behind the, the, the Congress. Bill Gates is controlling the U.S. Congress. Bill Gates is literally controlling the Centers for Disease Control. It's a single guy making decisions. A single guy who is in control of the government. He is the priest, just like in Egypt, working behind the scenes, working to control, working to manipulate, working to do things that the people don't want. The people don't want these things, but they're told that they want them, and they're told, oh, this is, this is good for the, for the common person. It'll hurt the billionaires. Yet a billionaire is like a priest in Egypt controlling the pharaoh behind getting the bill passed. The president just tells you he has all this authority that he actually doesn't. And they've convinced over half the population to take experimental, I'm not even going to call them gene therapy, experimental injections that might as well be filled with the black substance from Overlord that gives those with access to the controls Authority over your eyeballs, over your nerves, over your cells, over your body. It is a black goo invasion of the body snatchers. I want to thank you so much for tuning into the broadcast tonight. I know we jumped around a lot, but there's a lot of things here, a lot of things that are, I think, critical and vital to think about and go from the mundane politics, but then see the, the esoteric component of the priest that is Bill Gates, the priest and prince of hell, controlling our Congress to the entertainment industry and how the technology being developed right now is being used to literally hijack the body like some alien sci-fi movie. If you want to hear this show, if you want to hear the kinds of things that we bring you five nights a week, it's a different type of subject every night. We go... In and out of complex areas, simple areas, history, symbolism, paranormal, the occult, esoteric. Similar to Clyde's show, but also very different. If you haven't subscribed to Aftermath, I'd advise you and encourage you to do that to get access to Clyde's show. You'll be able to download the show Clyde and I did Monday together. Otherwise, please subscribe to our archive. Here's how it works. I normally talk right up until the end of the show, but I wanted to pause and share this with you. I run everything here on The Secret Teachings, so it basically goes like this. If you visit www.thesecretteachings.info and you go to the top of the page, you'll see links to each of my books, Occult Arcana, Food Philosophy, The Technological Elixir, my new book, Liberty Shrugged. If you click on those links, you'll see the cover of the book. You'll see a donate button. Do it, friends and family, please. You donate the cost of the book. It's listed there. You can read reviews of the book. You can read the book overview. Grab a copy of one of the books if you want to support us. Otherwise, please subscribe to the show. Click on the word subscribe at the top of the page on the website. You can download and stream every show without advertisements, get a private RSS feed, early access to the show, download and stream all the montages, and get access to all my books in digital form. You can do it reoccurring or through a one-time donation. If you're on your phone looking at this, I know it sometimes pops up weird for some people should be able to scroll down and get the, uh, the desktop version there on your phone, or you might have to do it on a computer, but that's how you subscribe. You subscribe, you buy a book, you keep us on air Monday through Friday, 10 p.m. to midnight Pacific, right after Ground Zero. This is The Secret Teachings. My new book, Liberty Shrugged, I don't have distributors. We're selling it all through the show. I don't like people to control my work, so please get a copy of this book, Liberty Shrugged. It's a big book, 637 pages, 37 chapters. Stuff to keep you reading long into the night into the morning hours. I think it's a great book and it supports the show Liberty shrugged Two big articles, Black Goo from Wired. I can send you a copy of that article or you can look it up for yourself. and Bill Gates influencing like a priest in Egypt, influencing the Pharaoh, influencing Congress. Bill Gates is the reason, as a billionaire, philanthropist, eugenicist, that the Inflation Reduction Act against billionaires, they say, was passed. Both those articles are really incredible articles you need to read. www.thesecretteachings.info, again, is the website. Facebook.com forward slash thesecretteachings. Thank you so much for tuning into the broadcast. The music is White Bat Audio. That's White Bat Audio. Stay safe. Stay informed. Stay healthy and we will talk to you on the next broadcast.
0: If anyone can hear this broadcast, I'm still on Earth.
3: This is the frequency of Ground Zero Radio, Ground Zero with Clyde Lewis, and The Secret Teachings with myself. Ryan Gable.